Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, South Central Indiana News Network IU women's basketball reporter Skip Daly talks with Alyssa Geary in the third and final part of the three-part series featuring the transfers that have joined the team this season. IU men's soccer is headed to the College Cup. IU women's basketball remains unbeaten. While the IU men suffer their first loss, and IU football has a new offensive line coach. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics, so let's talk sports. And we will start with 13-seeded Indiana men's soccer going to its 22nd College Cup after beating Marshall 1-0 in the round of 16 and winning at 12th seed UNC Greensboro 2-0 in the quarterfinals. In the Marshall game, Brett Beebe scored his third goal of the season with the assist to Ryan Wittenbrink. Wittenbrink had his ninth assist on the season and has nine goals to lead the Hoosiers. This was a rematch of the 2020 College Cup Championship game in which Marshall won in overtime 1-0 and IU makes their 28th Elite 8 appearance and they end the home season 9-1-3. Going on the road to 12th seed UNC Greensboro, the Hoosiers won 2 to nothing. Maloon Gumbale scored his first goal of the season at the 15:50 mark, assisted by Brett Beebe. Samuel Sarver adds the second goal at the 63:42 mark, which was Sarver's fourth goal of the season. The Hoosiers 13-4 and 6 play Pittsburgh Friday at 8:30 on ESPNU in the second final of the Men's College Cup. Syracuse and Creighton play in the first semifinal at 6 p.m. and carry North Carolina the championship game next Monday, 6 o'clock. All three matches on ESPNU. The Hoosiers, 22nd College Cup appearance, fourth trip in the last six seasons. Head coach Todd Yakely's fifth trip since 2012. The Hoosiers last won the College Cup in 2012, and they are going for their ninth national championship. 10th-ranked Indiana men's basketball beat number 18 North Carolina 77-65 in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at Simon Scott Assembly Hall last Wednesday. Trace Jackson Davis, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Xavier Johnson, 20 points, 8 rebounds. Jalen hood Shafino, the freshman, 14 points, 6 rebounds to assist. And he scored the first 7 points of the game and had 12 at half. Trey Galloway returned from an injury. After missing the last three games, he had 11 points off the bench. The Hoosiers led 35-29 at half. They had 50 points in the paint, 13 assists, and 8 turnovers. It was a rough one Saturday afternoon as the Hoosiers traveled to New Jersey to face the Rugger Scarlet Knights. The Scarlet Knights beat the Hoosiers 63-48. to It is the sixth time in a row the Knights have beaten the Hoosiers. Miller caught 21 points. Trace Jackson Davis, 13 points. And 10 rebounds. Jackson Davis fouled out for the first time in his IU career. Jordan Geronimo returned home. The Newark, New Jersey native, two points, hitting both free throws in 11 minutes. The Hoosiers trailed 31-24 at half, and the Hoosiers were outscored 
32-24 in the second half as Rutgers used a 17-0 run in the second half to put the game away. The Hoosiers were without freshman Jalen hood Shafino due to back issues, along with Anthony Leal, who has a knee injury, and Logan Duncan due to illness. The Hoosiers 7-1 and 0-1 in the Big Ten host Nebraska at 8-30 on the Big Ten Network, and then Saturday they face Arizona in the Las Vegas Clash, 7-30 on Fox. Fifth-ranked Indiana women's basketball beat number 6 North Carolina 87-63 in the Big Ten ACC Women's Challenge in Simon Scott Assembly Hall Thursday night. Mackenzie Holmes, 25 points. Sydney Parrish, 24 points. Sarah Scalia with 12. Chloe Moore McNeil, 10 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. The Tar Heels led 7-0 to start the game. The Hoosiers scored 8 straight to take the lead and never trail, leading 49-33 at the half. And head coach Terry Morin wore a Graysburger sweatshirt in support of her injured player who was missing her second game after a knee injury suffered in the Auburn game out in Las Vegas. The Hoosiers beat Illinois 65-61 Sunday afternoon in Simon Scott Assembly Hall in the Big Ten opener. Mackenzie Holmes, 23 points. Chloe Moore McNeil, 13 points. Sydney Parrish, 12 points and 10 rebounds. Her second double-double as a Hoosier. Makira Cook, 33 points for Illinois. Kokomo, Indiana native Kendall Bostick, 14 rebounds. Adelia McKenzie, 11 rebounds. The Hoosiers were without Alyssa Geary, who missed the game with an ankle injury that she suffered in practice Saturday. And sophomore Caitlin Peterson has left the team. The 5'9 point guard from Eufaula, Alabama, played in six games, 76 minutes, 24 points, five rebounds, eight steals, and four assists. Her freshman year, she played 21 games, averaging 5.5 minutes and 1.5 points per game. The Hoosiers led 34-32 after the Illini outscored the Hoosiers 21-13 in the second quarter. Indiana led 21-11 after the first quarter. The Hoosiers outscored the Illini 31-29 in the second half. IU undefeated 9-0, 1-0 in the Big Ten. Up next, Thursday at Penn State, 7 p.m. on Big Ten Network+. Plus. IU football has hired Wisconsin's Bob Bostad as offensive line coach. He is the first change to Tom Allen's staff this offseason. IU fired Darren Hiller from the position in October and elevated program alum Rod Carey into the role for the rest of the season. Hiller was part of Allen's original staff when he became IU's head coach in 2017. Bostad just finished his fifth year of his second stint in Madison. Though only spending 2022 as offensive line coach, he coached linebackers from 2017 to 2021. Two Wisconsin tackles and two guards are graded top 100 in the country by their positions by Pro Football Focus this season. They have Joe Tipman center rated as the 11th best in the country. Bostad coached the Wisconsin tight ends from 2006 to 2007, led the offensive line from 2008 to 2011, primarily worked with offensive linemen and tight ends through his coaching career, began at Wisconsin's Stevens Point in 1990, four seasons coaching Wisconsin's inside linebackers, was the only time he wasn't working with the offensive groups after leaving Wisconsin in 2011. Bostad became offensive line coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He served two seasons there before taking the same job with the Titans for another two years, returned to Northern Illinois as tight end and fullbacks coach. So the Hoosiers had a lot of work in the offseason for Tom Allen and his squad, but a good hire with Bob Bostad coming to Bloomington to help the offensive line. 
High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. In girls basketball, Martinsville Tabernacle beat Lighthouse Christian 57-41. Columbus East beat Bloomington North 71-49. Seymour beat Bloomington South 54-39. Bloomington South beat Terre Haute North 40-28. Southport beat Bloomington North 67-57. Edgewood beat Cloverdale 44-17. And then the Mustangs beat North Putnam 59-57. In boys basketball, Lighthouse Christian beat Martinsville Tabernacle 82-43. Center Grove beat Bloomington North 49-47. Bloomington South beat Bedford North Lawrence 68-55. Edgewood beat Cloverdale 56-37. Bloomington North beat Castle 76-56. North Putnam beat Edgewood 57-54 in overtime. In girls swimming, Bloomington North beat East Central 95-91. Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 116-62. The Cougars were 7th at the Hall of Fame Classic meet in Jasper. And then in the Sister Cities Quad meet, which combines Bloomington North and South against Terre Haute North and South, Bloomington beat Terre Haute 368-207. In boys swimming, Bloomington North beat East Central 117-69. The Cougars beat Bedford North Lawrence 117-75 and were fourth at the Hall of Fame Classic in Jasper. The boys also win the Sister Cities quad meet as both Bloomington North and South combined to beat Terre Haute North and South 380-256. In wrestling, Terre Haute South beat Edgewood 61-13. Bloomington South went 4-1 in the Bloomington North invite. They beat Bloomington North 60-18, Columbus North 41-28. Martinsville 47 to 30, West Washington 63 to 18, and lost to Center Grove 57 to 13. Bloomington North was one and four. Their lone win against West Washington 53-30, lost to Bloomington South 60 to 18, Center Grove 78 to nothing, Columbus North 66 to 18, and Martinsville 57 to 24. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, Skip Daly talks with IU women's basketball player Alyssa Geary. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is the 2022 Little 500 Women's Champion, Abby Teed from Melanzana Cycling, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network.
And we're back. You're listening to the South Central Indiana News Network. Nick, thank you so much for having me back. Of course, this is week three of our three-part series, Get to Know Your Indiana Women's Basketball Transfers. Week one, we had Sarah Scalia. Last week, we had Sydney Parrish. And this week, I'm joined by Alyssa Geary. Now, I was able to catch up with Alyssa just a couple weeks before the start of this year's season. Let's hear what she had to say. All right, Skip Daly, back with you here, South Central Indiana News Network. Our guest right now is Indiana Hoosier, Alyssa Geary. Alyssa, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get into it. Well, you are a recent transfer. You graduated from Providence in May and decided to jump in the portal and wound up at Indiana. Uh, Let's start with your background in basketball, though. Uh, You graduated from Nazareth Prep. Is that right? Yes. Just outside of Chicago? Yes, it is. So you're familiar with Midwest and basketball? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to be back in the Midwest for sure. But then you moved along to the state of Rhode Island, where during your four-year career at Providence, you scored 854 points, had over 400 rebounds, over 100 blocked shots. And then you graduated this last May with a marketing degree. Talk about your first four years as a collegiate athlete at Providence. Yeah, you know, I mean, I never expected that I would be living on the East Coast for four years. Adapting there was was definitely new to me and it was a lot different, but I, I really enjoyed it. Even the connection of the Big East Conference, you know, playing DePaul and Marquette, Xavier, you know, being able to play in the Midwest was was a great opportunity for me to, you know, still get out and, and be independent and, and, you know, kind of find myself as a player and, and make a career. But as well as it was it was awesome to kind of come back and, and have my family see me play. And I really enjoyed it. I, I liked my experience there. And I was able to kind of develop my game a lot more, was, was honestly happy with it. And now moving forward, was glad that I got this opportunity to kind of take a fifth year elsewhere and closer to home too, which was huge. So your career at Providence, you did something that's pretty unique. You played in every single game starting your freshman year. That's That's got to be something pretty unique. I don't have any statistics or data on that, <laughs> but not a lot of players get to play in every single game. I think you started most of them from sophomore year uh, through graduation. Yeah. yeah, I think going into it, I always wanted to be coachable. That was a huge priority for me as a player was to always take and receive the information of our program and, you know, perform the way that they wanted me to fulfill my role. And and honestly, my mindset was to just do my job, do every little thing I could as a freshman and, and impact any way that I could to help my team, whether that was rebounding in a stop on the defensive end or facilitating, because we had two pretty impactful seniors that year. So anything I could do to, you know, kind of dish out a good pass to them or, or, you know, perform well was, was really my mindset to just be coachable and, you know, work hard and, and just have effort always. That's something I never wanted to change. I read somewhere that your father groomed you to be a shooting guard. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. I was, I was definitely late to developing. I was 5'11", my freshman year of high school. And I remember writing to myself, we had to do, you know, kind of that freshman orientation. And I wrote a letter to myself, to my senior year self saying, 
I hope that I can be six feet. Like I just want to get to six one, maybe. I hope there's room for that. And by the time of my senior year, I was six four, six five. So I, I kind of wished a little too hard, I guess. But yeah, growing up, I was always that uh, corner shooter. I was never a post or I was always on the perimeter. And then as I got to, you know, grow and develop more and, you know, fill into my body, I, you know, started working on my inside game was, I think, sophomore year of high school is when I started to develop that. And it made me definitely more versatile as a player, you know, having that perimeter option as well as, you know, developing and and using my footwork and, and the paint, honestly. Now, do you come from a basketball family? Um, yeah, my uncle played at Belpo, so he was always kind of the star of the family. And then my dad played at a D3 school, Concordia, but he was always, he played baseball first, but loved the sport of basketball and, and, you know, got me involved super fast. I have a twin sister and, you know, he both gave us the basketball and Allie, she, uh, she did not, she did not like it as much as I did. And I just stuck with it and. There's just so many nights and days where me and my dad would get shots up, work on something new for God, as long as I can remember. Now you talked about having the opportunity to play in the Northeast. Mackenzie Holmes obviously grew up in the Northeast and not too far away. Kendra Brown grew up in, in Montreal. Yes. So, so how does it feel to, to, to have that connection with both of those IU post players as well? It's really great. Actually, Mac is really good friends with one of my Providence teammates because she was from Maine. So it was, it's nice to have that connection there that and have a mutual friend going into it. And even a bunch of my Providence teammates knew Mackenzie just from AAU days. You know, they're locally from the East Coast. So it was, it was comforting to know that, you know, Mac was familiar kind of with my old friends and old background. Um, it made it a lot easier to, you know, transition and, She's been super welcoming and great, you know, to kind of help me develop into being the post here and, and, you know, kind of see what, you know, they're about. So you played four years at Providence. Talk about your decision to remain a college athlete. Yeah. So my senior year, I tore my labrum. I 360 tore it. So it was a hard decision to kind of see it was kind of playing it by ear, like how I could still perform if this was something that would be difficult with me after I got the surgery, because I continued to play with it torn throughout my senior season. And then once I got the surgery, you know, I I had to decide fast kind of if I wanted to continue to be committed to being a division one athlete and a student athlete, because it, it is a huge commitment and it takes up a lot of time and Honestly, I just love the game so much. And I think that having that four years of Providence was a great opportunity for me being able to get my degree, meet so many new people and friends and experience, you know, a whole new side to basketball. But I also think it kind of gave me that fifth year option was something that I want to take and kind of, you know, experience something new, even though it's just for a year. I think that learning and and having a new perspective on things and, and hearing what the coaches, you know, are helping me with on the court and off the court, just gaining kind of a new perspective and advice of the game, I think was something huge for me. And when I was entering the transfer portal, my priority was to make it closer to home just so I could have my family come, you know, to almost every game. And 
even be able to drive home on the weekends to see them because that was always hard at Providence, you know, being 14 hours away driving wise was something that was difficult to be away from and, and, you know, miss the family parties and stuff like that. So I think that I wanted that opportunity, you know, for my family and my friends to be able, you know, to see me and, and connect with them more through basketball. And I think that was just kind of where I was leaning towards as well as seeing how my shoulder felt and the recovery was great and super easy. So I think that it kind of all just fell in line and it was meant to be for sure. How much more eligibility do you have currently? Uh, Just one, just this COVID year. Other than the geographical proximity to your family, are there any other reasons why Indiana Hoosiers stuck out and and was the the place for you? Um, I mean, it was a lot of things. Like, I just remember kind of the feeling I had going to Providence College, like the recruiting process, even before I committed, it clicked right away. So when I entered the transfer portal, and was talking to a few schools, I just remember, obviously, aside from Indiana's success, I really connected with the coaching staff really well, like really fast. And they after after I talked to them even twice, they were kind of all I could think about. And that feeling kind of stuck with me like it did with Providence. I, I had a good feeling, a good welcoming mindset with them. And I just, I thought that it would be a good fit with kind of how they were explaining how I could you know, impact the team in any way that I could. I thought it just really, yeah, it just really clicked. I really liked the relationships I built, even from communicating with them twice. And and honestly, I, I just thought that I could help them in any way that I could. And that whether that's facilitating to McKenzie or, you know, being a problem on the defensive end and making it difficult for our opponents. I think I just from seeing them play could fit really well with with kind of how they run things here. Along those lines, how does it feel now that you've had the summer and part of the fall to practice sharing the post with an All-American? It feels great. You know, having that challenge and that competitiveness is another great thing that attracted me here. I really wanted, you know, a program that gets down to just working hard and, and having a good, successful culture. And that was one of the first things that, because Mac was on the Zoom call with me when I was talking to Indiana before I committed. And yeah, I think it challenges me and, and allows me, you know, to take that next step and, and perform better and motivates me. So, I mean, even from KB to Mac, I think they've been really great in pushing me to be the best that I can be. And I've really enjoyed just, you know, getting down and working with them and learning something new and, you know, kind of just developing my game even more. You had the opportunity to go ahead and throw on the uniform in front of a packed assembly hall a couple of weeks ago at Hoosier Hysteria. How did that feel? It felt surreal. It felt like, you know, this is kind of coming true now. It's all kind of happening and unraveling. So honestly, it just made me so excited. It made me excited to, you know, have everyone see new faces, familiar faces, the new team that, that we have. And and, you know, just experience the energy and, and the support we have from from Indiana. It was it was honestly such a surreal moment, and I loved every part of it. It just got me more excited for our games to start so we can finally, you know, show what we've been working on. Well, Alyssa, Hoosier Nation is super excited to have you on board, and we're looking forward, so forward to the season, which is starting here next week. Is there anything else you'd just like to share with the fans of Indiana women's basketball? 
Uh, I don't think so. Other than we're going to make it tough for our opponents. We're going to work hard and we're really excited to kind of show what we're a part of. Well, that sounds great. We are, again, super excited to have you on board. And thank you not only for finding your way to the Indiana Hoosiers here in Bloomington, but thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My thanks to Alyssa Geary and Skip Daly for being my guests this week as we conclude the three-part series on featuring the transfers that have joined the IU women's basketball team this season. And IU Sports men's basketball hosts Nebraska Wednesday, 8.30 on Big Ten Network. Thursday, women's basketball at Penn State, 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus. Friday, indoor track and field hosts the Hoosier Open and Gladstein Fieldhouse. Men's soccer takes on Pittsburgh at 8.30 in the College Cup semifinal in Cary, North Carolina. That is on ESPNU. Saturday, men's basketball against Arizona in Las Vegas, 7.30 on Fox. Monday, diving is at the USA Winter National Championship in Morgantown, West Virginia, and runs through December 18th. And then the Men's College Cup Championship is 6 p.m. on ESPNU in Cary, North Carolina. Hopefully, it will be the Hoosiers against Syracuse or Creighton in that championship game. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, My name is Nick Jenkins, and join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.